Hello and welcome back to Turf Talk. This is our first of the two Cheltenham review episodes we're going to be putting out, focusing on day one and two. Uh, Jim, I think we are just going to leave it to the racing at the minute. Obviously, we've had the uh, announcement today with the whole coronavirus situation that there isn't going to be any racing in Britain until the end of April. No, uh, no Grand National, no Lincoln, no Craven meeting. Uh, but I, I, I think we'll, we'll do best to keep to keep this looking just at the racing at Cheltenham last Tuesday and Wednesday, based on the fact that me and you aren't doctors and anything we have to say on the situation is completely irrelevant. Uh, but we we, we we will try and keep up with, with getting at least some content out in the, in the interim. It might be a bit of a boring time for everyone if uh, we're going to have to be self-isolating and quarantining uh, over the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, uh, we'll, 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 try, we'll try and get some stuff out just to make sure that no one is forced to watch Tenable for entertainment. Most definitely. Uh, that pro- get that programme off our screens. <laughs> and on that note, we will start with looking at the Cheltenham Festival and it will be the Supreme Novices Hurdle. Really, really good renewal. And Shishkin, huge drifter on the day, 9-4 to four the morning before, went off 6-1. to one. Don't know how that happened. Ended up just getting up ahead of Abacadabra's Chantry House, a fair way back in third. And the chaos created by Asteria and Falange, who finished in fourth, that surely had a big part to play in the race as well. Uh Jim, good renewal this, mate, I think. You think? Um, I'm, I'm hesitant at this moment in time. Uh, I, I feel like there was... Who who we expected to be there towards the end was, but I thought there was a bit of a pace meltdown, if I'm being honest, and they didn't go very quickly. Um, Shishkin, very, very impressive. Um, he's not flashy, is he? Do you agree? What do you mean by not flashy? He doesn't... He, he's one of them where I, he just does enough for himself. It's it's not like he he could go and... Ex- I, I know he has won by big distances previously, but at this level, he just got the job done. Um, you always felt he was going to keep held Abacadabras up the running. Uh, he's run an absolute cracker. Uh, serious money came for him on the day. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, chaos was caused by the favourite in this race. Uh, towards the second last, Asterian Falange jumping out uh, to his right and absolutely obliterating uh, Alexia Dane and who then brought down Captain Guinness. Um, them two were both in the process of running two very, very nice races. Um, they both certainly had chances. Yeah, they they certainly go into my notebook. Uh, Edward Stone's run well further behind with Allart. Um, to say that the ground completely went against Edward Stone, in my opinion, he wants better ground. Um, a very, very interesting renewal. A very good race. But I, I'd quite like to see them run again on different conditions, which we might not see this season. Well, we, we won't. We won't. Uh I I think you're underplaying the strength of this, Jim. Yeah. The two, the two did stretch away very, very nicely. 11, 11 lengths in the end. There'll be two different horses next season. Yeah. Shishkin will be a chaser. 
And I also think Shishkin will end up being a horse who wants further. Yeah. In time. In fact, not even in time, probably next season. I think he's likely to run in the marsh than he is the Arkle next season. Yeah. Because his main strength is his strength in the finish. Like Altior. Do you see shades of Altior in Shishkin? It's a bold thing to say yet, yeah, to say at this stage. And I, I almost felt, with, with Altior, the thing I thought about him as a novice hurdler was two miler, but one who's strong at the trip. I do think, I, I think Shishkin will be going up in trip uh, as, as soon as he can with him, really. I might be, I might be wrong, but I, I, I'd, I'd be looking to, you know, I, I'd be working back from the marsh. I think if I was a Nicky Henderson at this stage. The the form line is rock solid though with Abacadabras, who was barring Envoy Allen, probably the leading uh novice hurdler in Ireland last season. Lots of people seem to have question marks, quite rightly as well, given his bumper form about whether he was a bit of a head case. But to be fair to him, this year there's been nothing of the sort. Is 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 seemed like a more mature, more professional racehorse. And people are talking about him as being a potential champion hurdle contender next year, Jim. What do you think about that? Yeah, you'd, you'd have to respect him. He's, he's literally done hardly anything wrong in his career. Uh, he's run well in all of them, barring that one where he sort of just had a bit of a breakdown and ran out. But he was still inexperienced. Um, he's, he's been underappreciated this season. He's bumped into Envoy Allen, um, which I'm, I'm sure they won't be planning on doing that ever again um, and then he's just been denied by a better stayer uh, when I'm, if, if Shishkin went in that race he would have won easily um, I agree with what you said they're two very very different horses um, and the question mark about Abacadabras just getting up that hill I thought he got up I thought he got up I just think he was beaten by a stronger stayer um, yeah I agree completely so I can't knock him. He's done everything he could to win the race, and he's just been beaten by a stronger stayer on the day. We have to give a mention to my strong selection in this first race, which was Fiddler on the Roof. Um, an absolute dismal time for Colin Tizard at the Cheltenham Festival, and and he didn't run with any of his zest that he'd shown previously. Um, I know the Tolworth isn't necessarily the strongest farm in the race. Uh, strongest farm in the world. Um, he's going to be Jeremy's Flynn and some of Camus. And... Yeah, that's 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 it. I I I actually think the listed race, the listed race, Shishkin won at Huntingdon was better than the Tolworth. Do you think? Yeah, it was in my opinion. I I think Sham Blue's a better horse than Jeremy's Flynn. Or some of Camus. Do you think Sham Blue's a like... be- better horse than uh, Fiddler on the Rick? No, no, but you know that's that, that's that's why when I asked on the preview about the grade about you know it being a weak grade one because you know Tolworth winners don't always stack up. Alexia the nuts has done bugger all this season, you know, and it's a bit. I know I I, I, I it, it, look the, the the thing with novice form is that it tends to get stronger as the season goes on. Yeah. Because we see, you know, the pool of horses that are out are, are more... And Asterion Flunger had only either what made his hurdles debut or 
the 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 days a couple of days before you know in a maiden at Nace before Fiddler Roof was going on winning grade ones you know what I mean that's it's just something I I always tend to it tends to be a notch down from what's needed at Cheltenham yeah uh we'll talk about Asterion Falange for a bit Jim I mean because he had such a major say on the way this race was run Showed he's got a hell of a lot of ability. But, I mean, is, is he ever going to win a race going this way around if he continues to do that? Mm, it doesn't look like it, does it? Um, he's run an absolute monster effort to say that the way he jumped. Um, I was very, very impressed. He's a he's a beautiful looking animal in the parade ring. He stood out a mile, and I know he's a grey, but he, he was, you could tell, like, that's Asterion for long as soon as he walked in. Um, I think he'll be a chaser next season. Um, they just need to sort out his jumping, really. Um, he's, a, he's a very, very good horse. Just he needs to go the right way around. Yeah, I'd, I'd, look, if, if Punchestown happens uh, in the unlikely event, he'd probably... He'd probably be favourite for the punches downgrade one, I reckon. Yeah, he'd have to be. If he turned if he turned up there, but he has to. Again, it's just it was such a big flaw in his game, and it did cause carnage in behind. Alexia Dana, you'd be good. You'd be good for Mark Walsh and Willie Williams because he was travelling like an absolute dream. Although it's not like JP McManus didn't have enough runners in the week to be to be knocked down about, though, was it? Yeah, I've I've not asked you about where where you think Shishkin will what Shishkin will do next season, Jim. Oh, I think he'll be a very very good novice chaser. Um, the question is, him versus Envoy Allen next season over fences is a really really exciting prospect. But I'd still be in favour of Envoy Allen at this moment in time. Uh, that, that that's a very very fair way of seeing things. Uh, the other Henderson horse as well, Shantry House was third. I I quite like him, Jim. I'd I'd like to see him up in trip. Yeah, you, you were stronger on him than Sporting John, weren't you? And I was I was the other way around. Um, we saw that Sporting John ran flat, which we'll talk about later on in the Valley more. Um, yeah, Sporting John. Uh, sorry, not Sporting John. We've got the wrong horses going on there. Uh, Chantry House he's run better than I was thinking if I'm being honest um, his, his new brief form it was good but Manvers House has been beaten at the weekend um, but prior to that his Cheltenham form was good um, yeah he's a good horse do I see him progressing much more yeah I, I keep Chantry House over hurdles for next season um, probably, probably give him a champion hurdle shot or something like that. You don't sound particularly convinced by 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 yourself there, though, Jim. I'm not. I, I don't. I'm not a big Chantry House fan. I'm, I'm, he's not done anything to upset me yet. However, I just I just can't warm to him. I've watched him run. He's, he's just. I know he's got three mile point form, but he doesn't shout out to me that he wants. I mean, 
Barry's riding, niggling and along. Yeah, he's not a horse I really have a serious interest in. Um, however, the other his stable companion, Arla, I am a massive fan of. He's one of really big. Really rigged. Well, let me put my to Christ. What's going on? I've got coronavirus. Um, oh. A really big uh, performance. He's only ever had two starts over, uh, three starts over hurdles previous to the Supreme, and he fell on his debut at Ascot. And since then, he was mightily impressive at Ludlow and Doncaster. And to finish for fifth here uh, is an excellent effort, in my opinion. I think the step up in trip next season and over fences for him certainly looks m- more of interest. If, if we were to look this time next season and see who's done more, I think Allard will have done a lot more than Chantry House. Oh, that's a bold call, that Jim. I'm not sure how much how much I'd agree with you there. Uh, but we'll move away from the Supreme. Onto the Arkle, and well, it was a little bit of a shock result. I was very, very confident Henry de Bromhead had the winner of this, and he did. Just wasn't the one I thought. Put the kettle on. The winner of the Arkle at 16 to 1, class day for the mayor, beating Fakir Dudery, Rouge Vif, Global Season 4th. Uh, Notebook, the favourite, finished in 6th. Uh, Jim, I'll let you start here first of all. What a cracking story. But yeah. again, vintage Arkle. Mm, probably not. Yeah, we've seen this in recent years that the Arkle hasn't ever really, in recent years, been that impressive. We saw last year's winners not gone on to do much this season. Um, it wasn't exactly the flying start to the festival that I had. Uh, I had a put, I had a nylon pulled up and an unseated within the first hour. Um, but put the kettle on. Great for the syndicate to get syndicates on the board for uh, at Cheltenham, and you couldn't. Well, did I tip her in the clothes? I tipped her for the clothes bros, didn't I? For the Northern Trust. Um, she was full of potential. We saw when she won the Arkle trial at Cheltenham, beating Al Dancer Getaway Trump and Rouge Beef um, in November, and people sort of forgot about her because. She hadn't been running as recently. She'd been more of a summer jumper who'd then got sort of chucked in at the deep end at the Cheltenham meeting uh, in November. And she's, she's nigh on. Well, she's won this very, very well. Um, I think it's just a price is what's sort of holding people back about how strong is this form. But she's beat Fakir Dudere, Rouge Beef. Notebook very, very impressively. Um, I don't think it's a price, Jim. I, f- I think it's you've just read out a group of horses, none of whom are grade one quality over hurdles. So, do and you not do you not clash class Fakir Dudery as a grade one jumper what? hurdle? Uh, not in open company, no. It, 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 it was beaten as what it, it, it was fourth in the Supreme, was he, and then second. To Pentland Hills, that yeah. is not open grade on quality form. No. Um, however, if Fakir had jumped the second last better, <laughs> could we be saying that Fakir could have won the Arkle? Mm. I think longer term, I still think I'd fancy him to turn her over if they even, met again. Even with the um, mayor's allowance, do you think that made the difference? 
Well, it clearly makes somewhat of a difference, but it's all got to be something that always exists. You know, we can't. It's it's not it's not going to be a. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't understand that. You know, it's 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 we 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 have to analyse, put the kettle on with the mayor's allowance because in graded races she's always going to have it. There's no point saying oh she won't she won't she won't have won it without the mayor's allowance because she will always have it. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's 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 a it's discussing a hypothetical situation that's actually impossible. We should be on Dave on hypothetical. That that that's another program that's absolute garbage. It is. You're Sorry. right. Rubbish. And I like James Acaster, but oh, so do I. We just can ruin it. Pointless. Pointless. Anyway, going back to the article, um, Esprit de Large was. Running a good race and look, took a tired fall, I thought, later on. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't have been in the free. He wouldn't have been. There was a lot of incidents that happened in this race. It's the false start. Let's have a rant about the false start. Uh, do I think the jockeys were to blame on the opening day for the false starts? No, I don't. Um, I thought that the start should have just let them go. It was almost as if... It, it was like, is it Robbie Supple? It was almost like he was trying to be Mike D. Put that in footballing terms. He was trying to be the star of the show by going, no, we're not starting now. And they were Look at that Supreme. And, and Fiddler on the Roof was very, very under underperformed. However, that false start did not help him at all. And it's not helped Notebook in this either. Notebook was ready to go. Do you see how Rachel Blackmore went on the new course to pull, a, pull Notebook up? It was oh ridiculous, and we go on about it every season about false starts being just happening every time, and no, nothing ever happens. You can it is very difficult to get, for example, if it's a thirty runner handicap, get thirty runners directly stood straight in a line and all to set off at the same time. Some jockeys don't want to do it. Some horses and trainers are told that they've got to put the horse in that certain positions. I thought it was really infuriating in the beginning, the first couple of races for uh, false starts. I don't know your opinion on them, Lewis. Uh, look, it's always gonna. It's it's something that I don't think suits anyone. Uh, the the ruling is quite draconian. Yeah. And I think common common sense should prevail that uh, just one chance then standing start. Lead can lead to unsatisfactory races, uh, and to remedy it is quite quite fixable by just saying right, we have we have one more go, we have one more. Go. I understand I, I understand why they're being so harsh because they don't want jockeys, you know, uh, pushing the boundaries too far with it. But in the same thing, it only takes one. It only takes one for the rest to be penalised. And when, when you have a, a high-pressure environment like the Cheltenham Festival and a horse who's a bit of a live wire like Notebook, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think sometimes common sense should should prevail and that standing starts, especially just after one, after one false start, are probably better off being done away with. Uh, we'll get back to the winner, Jim. I mean, where where do you see her ceiling? Could could she be competing in the very very top races 
next season. It's it's an it's a brilliant story for a summer jumper who's wins prior to uh, prior to her winning the Arkle trial back in November. Came at Kilbegan, Downpatrick, Tipperary, and Wexford. Uh, but mate, is 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 she at now at the peak of her powers, or do you think we can see more? Um. I I think that if she was to turn up in an article, she'd struggle. If I'm being honest, um, an article, not an article. We've had an absolute brain freeze there in a championship. She'd struggle, and I know this season's fell apart. But if you put in that elite level of horses, she's a, a bit below them. I'd even say she's a bit further below uh, Dynamite Dollars and that lot. Um, that, that'd be an interesting race if if she was to turn up, because something at Sandown over two mile and and, and face Bundoran and horses like that. So Royal, see how she fare. But I, I personally won't see her faring that well. That's fair enough, mate. I, I I understand. I understand your point entirely, and I don't particularly disagree. I think I think that was that that was a good performance. And she's probably a currently a low, low 150s horse, which is probably about what it took to win that renewal of the Arkle. Of the beaten ones, like I said, I was surprised he came here with Fakir Dudery. Yeah. I thought the Marsh would have been the better option. Especially I still think. Yeah, I still think he's the best prospect in the race. At, at the age of five, I, he's a horse I've got quite a lot of time for. And even though, like I said, I don't think he'll be winning grade ones in the short term, I do think there are tidy races to be picked up in Ireland with him uh, next season. Yeah. Anything else from the article you'd like to mention, mate? No, not really. Global Citizens ran well to say he's decided to settle down a bit at back of the field instead of going hell for leather up front. Um, He's ran better than I was expecting him to um, other than that the cashback's been disappointing brewing up a storm my fancy never never jumped um, absolutely rocketed Richard Johnson out of the air uh, into the air just very disappointing uh, that's all I can say not a lot to say other than that no I've, I've got one more little point Jim go on when the Mare's Chase exists next year could Moira Bonnery be one for it or even put the kettle on to be fair we, we, we are thinking about her in terms of the champion chase prospect where, where there will be another race next season yeah you'd have to chuck her in there wouldn't you um, she'd be more interesting in the mayor's chase than the uh, champion chase well it, it needs it needs her to go for it yeah Cheltenham Ch- cannot cannot justify the existence of a mare's chase if a horse like put the kettle on is running in the champion instead. It could be it could be a decent little race that mare's chase next season. I, I know I've been quite quick to slag it off. Um, however, I think it could be a bit more. Chuck Myra Barry, put the kettle on, Happy Diva, Lady Buttons. Not a bad little lineup that, is it? We, you saw the. We'll talk about it later, the Nathalon Chase. That wasn't necessarily a vintage year, was it? It's just, it's just, and I know we've done a lot of talking about the Mare's Chase 
and I still think my suggestion is the is by far the most sensible thing anyone's ever said on the topic about just stick it on its own weekend, even at your top show on the Saturday. Tolworth Day, the gap in between Christmas, you know, early January or the gap in between the King George and New Year's Day. Stick it there, let it be the highlight of its card, and then we assess in 10 to 5 years whether the quality of mares is good enough for it to merit a race at the Cheltenham Festival. Because I'm sorry, Jim, even though there are some very, very good chasing mares, it doesn't justify its own race. And I guess we see with the mares hurdle as well, the disparity between the very, very good ones and the very, very, you know, and, and the ones who were also running the race is so big in into the fact that it would probably end up being similar enough to the mares hurdle, an odds on shot every single year. Yeah. Um, if, if it wasn't if you for get, me, so sorry. Go on, Luke. No, go on. Yeah, if, if, if you get a horse like Benny de Jure of Room Vroom Mag, who could, you know, Benny de Jure, they reckon he's as good a chaser as she's a hurdler, if not better. Yeah. If you get that there, it'll, 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 you know, it, it's so easy to see a Quavega situation where one horse just dominates it year after year after year. It's, it'll, it'll lose interest from the viewing public with having an odds-on favourite over and over again. And it'll replace a bigger betting race like the Kim Muir. Yeah, it will do. Um, there's not a single positive to having it at the Cheltenham Festival. No, there's not, to be fair. But it's going to happen. We're going to have to accept it. And, well, looking at my betting week, it, it wasn't exactly great. I quite like a three-day festival back. <laughs> ha! Less money for Watson to lose. Uh, but well done to put the kettle on. She is, she is a smashing mare as, as a slightly harsh as we have been. Uh, the conditional Jim took the Ultima. Strongly fancy him on the mic. Bigger handicap bets of the week, and he's done it well. And the form stacks up as well. We've killed us out of Discarama and Vindication. The next three home. Uh, th- this was a very, very good performance and a really enjoyable race. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I'd say this was out of the first three. I had the most fun, probably because I had something to cheer about, but I, I had the most fun watching it. Um, it was a very, very interesting race. Um, the conditional has won very, very well. Um, if he'd have jumped that second last a bit better, he would have won by further. Um, Kildy starts rallied on the running. Discarama, I thought he was getting in there with two to jump. He was flying on the outside. Um, I think, well, last the last couple of times I thought four, four miles. Oh, that distance would be too, it was a bit too far for him. But here, I thought he, he wants a bit further. I don't want to call him a butt because I, I do think he's got a bit of speed, speed about him. Uh, however, he, he looked a bit boaty in this. Um, and Vindication has put up a very, very good effort off a rating of 159, carrying 11, 12 in this. That's very, that's a, a whopper effort. Um, I didn't have. No excuses. Uh, well, I didn't have no compliments about Vindication uh, going into this race. I thought he was a weak favourite and I was looking to take him on. And he's run better than I was expecting. And you even go back to Big River and Cobra Demai. Cobra Demai was eye-catching, ridden at the back and, and brought through like he normally is. Um, I think he's got a race in him if the season continues. 
Uh, and big rivers run well again in another big competitive handicap. But the conditional uh, has won won this now. He's had a very very good season. Um, I'll just try and find the handicap ratings. Uh, what did he go up? Can you remember? Conditional. He's up, yeah, he's gone up about nine, I think. If I remember rightly. I can't. I can't seem to find it. I've lost it. Uh, I did have a big list of it coming up. Uh, however, he has gone up a, a fair whack, and he, he's come on leaps and bounds for David Bridgewater. Um, he's he's finished. He's won at the uh, Cheltenham early on in the season, beating Western Pro. That was rock solid. He was second to Durashikar in the Labrooks Trophy, and he was fourth in a weird run, classic chase. And then he's come here and. Won comfortably. Won, I think he's won more comfortably than what the winning distance is, if I'm being honest. Because if he jumped that second last, he'd, he'd have won by further. Something like the Hennessy again would surely be well in mind for him. Yeah, however, top of the game has been targeted for that race. So I won't really want to be. Although that would mean the condition will get last word to carry. It could be of interest. Yeah, it's, look, it's it's it, he, he's a horse completely, completely going the right way. I thought it was on a gift of a mark, and uh, hopefully a couple of people went in when we killed the sat. Look, that the national would have been the plan for him after this. Just coming to the boil as well, so you'd be gutted for Ben Pauling because he's just after a bit of a flat start to the season, he's just been taking a step forward and a step forward and a step forward with the last two runs. Vindication has justified his mark of 159. You know, the next time he's in an open graded race, something like the Charlie Hall, which is a no, I know a race you uh, tend to slate a bit, Jim, but something like that should be right up your street. And I agree with your thoughts on Discarama. There's got to be a big handicap in him at some point. Just anything just else you want to do? That'll be it, yeah. That, that'll be when. So I'll, don't worry, I'll let everyone know that I'm not going to back him. Not a problem, pal. Do us the favour, but well done to Brendan Powell and David Bridgewater. Nice to see a local trainer as well. Get a win at Cheltenham. As we move on to the champion hurdle, and Jim, sometimes the obvious one is the obvious one. Epiton, who put the best grade one uh, hurdle over two miles performance of the season prior to the champion hurdle. Probably the only actual very good effort we'd seen in the division. And she's backed it up here. Uh, can't have any complaints really because in fact Charger, even though he was 16 to 1, the form stacks up same with Darvis Star in third. Uh, it was a wide open champion hurdle, Jim, but I think I take this form literally. Yeah, um, I think you have. We, we all said before on the preview program that we sort of expected it was we were expecting Epiton to probably be the star and, and win comfortably, but we won't be surprised if she disappointed. There was, there was that insane stat that no horse had won the champion hurdle for a long period of time, uh, not running after Christmas. Um, that was that was certainly something that I was thinking about when looking at this race. And Epiton has absolutely blown this field away. Uh, she's done all that she's had to do. And you can see her arguably dominating the division once again next season. Because if, if you look at the Supreme that we've talked about. 
there's only really going to be abacadabras to come out of that and running this race. There's not going to be a lot more. Could, could, I can't find anyone else to to try and put in there, can you? It's Gosh. just going to be the same. Gaussian. Yeah. I won't be, I What's won't that be, noise about? Did you watch him? Go, well, right, well, we'll talk about Gaussian later on in the triumph because I, I'm, I'm not exactly... Oh, Jesus Christ, Watson. Uh, I'm, I'm not for the champion hurdle. Don't get me wrong, he was very impressive the other day, but not exactly for the champion hurdle. I'm, I'm just got a little fix. Is that the word? I think against him. But going back to Epitome, done the job very, very well. Charges loomed there at the last, travelling very well. Just not had the turn of foot on the ground because we all know Charges wants better ground. I, I was coming to the last. I was thinking, who's that travelling so well next, just behind? And it, I, I completely forgot Charger were even in the race. Um, Darvis Stars run a cracker for his connections. The progression he's had this season has been unreal. Uh, nice to see Silos Emery get four for you, Lewis. Bit of bit of place money to cover you for this race. And yeah. It was, it's a very, very good performance in a very, very poor division. I'm no. not particularly sure whether we've actually undersold undersold the quality of this champion here in the division. Because like I said, the ones you've got the winner of the you've got the two winners of the other grade one hurdles uh, in in Britain and Ireland. It's the season finishing the first two home. You've got a horse who was placed in the Irish champion hurdle, finishing third. You've got a horse who was unbeaten, albeit over fences, you know, on the last four times it stood up. You've got Petty Mouchois, who'd been consistent as anything, coming home in fifth. Silver Streak, who was placed behind Epiton the time before, was home in sixth. They have pretty much come home in the order that merits them. And I, I, I think, well, if, if, if we take Shadrid, I know he hadn't, he didn't run well in the champion hurdle, Irish champion, sorry, the time before. You take, you take that out of him, his form's rock solid over the past two seasons. Darvis Star's been immensely progressive. Seal Semery's done well. I don't, I, I think maybe using, using the benefit of hindsight and the, and the fact that we know the result is, I think we could probably mark Hippiton up for a bit because she's beaten the right horses. And she probably is the one the novices will have to go out and beat again next season. She was entirely the, you know, you know, we all made the point she was entirely the right favourite. Uh, I had come round to her the night before I was I was with Seal Semery and then I kind of thought, mm, the obvious one just is the obvious one. Uh, so I had a little bit on Epiton as well. Uh, and look, it... it, it it, she's now the standard setter, the clear standard setter. But I, I, I don't think, I, I don't think that this champion hurdle has turned out to be as much of a poor, messy renewal as people were thinking it was going to be in paper. Yeah, you, you could say that. We were all quick to slag this race off at Christmas, weren't we? However, when it's now it's been run, everyone has sort of sat back down and said. Yeah, maybe Epiton is just very good. Um, I don't know why. Well, I, I'll include myself in that. Other than finished ninth at 
in the Mayor's Novice Hurdle last season. She'd done nothing wrong, had she? <laughs> and I, I was very, very, very quick to slag her off. Um, not like you. And that, that's really not like me, is it? Um, I wanted to see her do that performance in the Christmas Hurdle once again, and she's done it here, just slightly more even impressive. Um, everyone, I don't know what Nikki Henderson were thinking about her. Epitone's been coughing. She could have coughed as much as she wanted, and she's still a hosed up in this. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand why people slate slate communication from trainers as well like that with Nikki Henderson and with Altior, which we'll touch on later. But truly being as open and as honest is the way to go. I don't understand yeah. why people are going, oh, you know, they're trying to push the price out, or they're trying to cause a bit of uncertainty. No. They're trying I'd to give you as much clarification as possible. Exactly. Because then what happens if Epitone's pulled out on the morning of the race and Nikki goes, oh, she's been coughing the past few days. And then people go, oh, but why didn't you tell us on Friday? Bob, I, I completely agree with you. Um, he's trying his best to communicate with the public and he's being slagged off for saying that he's alleged getting his excuses in early. I think he's a load of rubbish. Yeah, we'll move on from that. But well done to Epitone again. In, in a division that needed a standout, we have found one. Next in, we have the Mayor's Hurdle, a duel on paper, and that's the way it turned out, but it went the other way, that the market suggested Honeysuckle under a brilliant ride from Rachel Blackmore, beating Benny Dejer, Elfield back in third uh, for the Mullins team. Can we say it one last time, Jim, and then we never mention it ever again? We had only suckle at forty to one for the wrong race. Uh, as if, as if my Cheltenham Festival couldn't have got any worse. Everything got beat that I backed. Everything anti-post went to pot, and this was the most biggest sickener of them all. Oh, if Honeysuckle had only just run in the champion hurdle. Everyone had been happy, wouldn't they? Benny De Gio would have won this race. Honeysuckle would have run in the race and everyone... Well, not everyone wanted her to run in. But but she's done an absolutely outstanding job to beat Benny De Gio. Eh? I really, really didn't... Well, I respect it. We respect Honeysuckle, don't we? But I, I look at it the same as you, Lewis. Paisley Park, however, that can be questioned now, is number one hurdler in England and Ireland, followed by uh, Benny Dejur in second. And I thought it was going to take one hell of a performance for Honeysuckle to beat Benny Dejur. And she's just done it, hasn't she? Um, a great bit of race riding by Rachel Blackmore. People have been quick to slag off Robbie Power, saying he will never ride for Willie Mullins again. That This is not his fault. This is certainly not his fault, in my opinion. Um, well, but- we, we, we have, we'll just describe it before uh, before we go into the analysis. So it was it was half half the way this race was won was through Rachel Blackmore getting a better passage up the inner just as Paul Townend went went wide on Benny Dijer. And the Mullins tactics were clearly to keep Stormy Island, who was front running on the inside, and then peel away to let Benny Dijer run run through. Townend went wide. The gap was there. Blackmore took it. Could have been crucial in the end, mate, but carry on. Yeah, it's a split-second decision, isn't it? Uh, Townend went wide, Blackmore stuck to the inner, and 
I don't, if I'm being honest, Benny De Gere had enough time to get past Honeysuckle. She's a horse that never does an awful lot in front, if I'm being honest. Um, and she she's always holding Benny De Gere. And I think if Honeysuckle had gone wider, I, st- I still think she would have beat Benny De Gere. I think she was the best mare on the day. And it, it's a monstrous performance, in my opinion. Um, she's held on very gamely. She's a horse that I've been a massive fan of all season. However, we deserted her in this and didn't bother. And look, look, look at us now. We've, we've got egg on our faces. But we have still got the 40 to 1 about the champion hurdle for. How much do you think then that, that, that the difference in rides given by Blackmore and Tallinn made to the result then? If, if, if you were to swap the paths the horses took during the race, is the result the same? Yeah. Really? I still think Honeysuckle would have been Benny did you? I How think she would, I, I, I just feel like she was always finding a little bit more whenever Benny did you got near her. Yeah, she never particularly looked looked like she was going to fold under the challenge of Benny did you? However, had Benny did you got to the front first, does Honeysuckle get past? Yeah, I think that would have made it slightly easier for Honeysuckle because I think she then would have had a target to aim for and then she would have gone on again. I, I think she would. I think I genuinely think this performance by Honeysuckle, on the day, Honeysuckle would have beaten Benny Dijon no matter what way. So, therefore, do you think too too much of the talk about the ride, the ride she was given, uh Overstated the actual impact it had, you know, I the criticism of town end and power over the top. Yeah, I do. I personally think they have. Um, but on another day, if if we see it later on in the season, I could see Benny De Gere beating Honeysuckle. However, on on this performance and just this race only, no matter how it would have been run, I think Honeysuckle was primed up to perfection to peak on this day, and she has done. And I'm not saying that Benny did wasn't. I just feel like Honeysuckle was the better horse on that day, no matter how it was ridden, how she was ridden. That's fair, mate. I'm I'm not so sure. I, I don't want to underplay underplay Honeysuckle, but I do think the rides had a little bit more of an impact than I think you think they do. Yeah. Well, understand people's point of view though, because I can. I can understand that if Benny De Gere had gone up the inside, she, she could have stole the length and kept on galloping from the front. But I don't, I don't think it was that much a difference. It wasn't like Townend went as wide as possible and hugged the rail, was it? It was only like half a length. I just think only Suckle was too good. Fair enough, pal. She is an absolutely quality mess, still unbeaten. And well, the, I, I, I guess I guess the the race provided us with the billing, the billing that we thought it was a cracking duel between two absolutely top quality mares. Uh, and look, this is the race the mares hurdle exists. I, I guess even though some people think it does detract from the festival, because either of either of these mares would surely have had a huge chance in both of the open grade ones. You'd assume Honeysuckle would have been the champion. Benny would have been in the stairs. But no, it, it provided a great finish and the first of so many odds on shots being turned over during the week as well. 
I know. It was absolutely mental. Um, horses that you thought had clear and obvious chances were just being turned over left, right and centre. I just I couldn't get my head around it. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, but well done, 10 metre Brobhead. I wonder what they'll do with Honeysuckle next year, Jim. Go over fences. Oh, that is a very, very good question. Um, she won a mare's maiden. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to poke things. I, I'd keep her over hurdles, if I'm being person, personally honest. Okay. So that'd be another mare's hurdle tilt for you? Yeah. You might as well go for a Quavega, mate. She's only she's only uh, six if you look at it, and she's seven from seven. Make her into a superstar. I, they aren't superstars, old Jim. Mess hurdle winners. That that was one of the things I I did when I were doing them polls uh, on Twitter to find out the like the number one festival performance of the last decade. Quavega's six record six mess hurdle. Got knocked out in the first round with about five percent of the vote. Did it? Yeah. Nice. No one voted for it. Wow. That shocked me. So do you know, what? like, winning winning six mares hurdles doesn't, you know, according, you know, judging by public reaction to that, isn't something that people are particularly infused by. Uh, I guess it's almost seen like a Ryanair, like it's 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 a grade one at the Cheltenham Festival, but it's not one of the real ones. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's, uh, as as much as as much as the Ryanair is a quality race nowadays, everyone would still rather win a champion chase than a Ryanair. And you're a liar if you say otherwise. As we move on to the novice handicap, the Northern Trust, and. The market got this one absolutely spawn. Imperial Aura, who was Antipo's favourite for a long time, coming home ahead of Galvin, who was backed into joint favouritism on the day of the race. Holden out third, Watmore fourth. Uh, the race at Cheltenham on Charles Day we'll talk about later has stacked up really, really well. And this is a really tidy performance from Imperial Origin. Very solid, very professional race horse. And he's done this well. Yeah, everything's been thrown at him in this. And he's responded with with an excellent performance. Um, Galvin, the second horse, my strong fancy for this race, uh, travelled ominously on his outside. But Imperial Aura just kept finding more. Um, that, as you said, that Cheltenham form uh, in January was really, really good. He got beat by simply the best. He went on one later on in the week and arguably my only winner of the Cheltenham Festival. Um, on the slopes has won two since since that race, including last Saturday. Uh, so the form of that's really, really good. He was second to Pim as well in December at the Cheltenham meeting. That was a good performance. And he's thoroughly deserved one of these big handicaps. And be interesting to see where they go next with him because we've sort of we've we've seen him run at the top level. Well, not the, the top level of novice chasing. It'll be interesting to see how competitive it will be in open grid next season. I mean, it, you, you'd assume something like the Bet Victor would be a, a, the obvious starting point for next season, mate. Yeah, uh, I, I'd agree that that would probably make the most sense. Um, the, the first five home in this, I think the first five home were the correct first five home. Uh, 
in my head, that's how I saw this race playing out. Um, I, th- I thought the handicap mark had gone on hold the note. Uh, it'd been absolutely obliterated uh, after that Warwick second. He, he travelled ominously over three miles, and that Rafa Reina won 3-3. He got put up um, £12 for finishing second that day. That's blown his chances here. If, if he was still off the same mark, he'd have probably been a bit closer. What more you put on Twitter, and we've both said it for a long time, he's got a good stain handicap chasing him sometime soon, preferably over three miles. And Beach Town had a very, very good novice hurdle campaign last season, has has been slightly disappointing uh, at Cheltenham uh, over fences. However, this is probably his best performance today, and he didn't jump that well, if I'm being honest. He smashed into Galvin a couple of times, and that's probably done Galvin's chance. Yeah, but just going back to the gym before we leave, where do you see his ceiling? Could this be a horse who we might be seeing in Ryanair next season, or is could it be a typical uh, overrating of the novice handicap? It, it could be easily an overrating, but in my opinion, I could see him being a Ryanair horse. He sort of... You never quite know how much he's left with him, if I'm being honest. He just kept finding more last uh, in the Close Brothers. And I feel like there is still a bit more potential in there for him to improve a bit more. It's just, I don't know how much specifically. So, so ne- next Cheltenham, yeah, you you think he'd be likely to run in a grade one than a handicap? Yeah. I think there's a lot more progression. He's still very, very light race as well. He's had nine runs and he's a seven-year-old. He'll be going eight next season. And I still think there's a lot of potential. To... Um, Kim Bailey's got a nice prospect on his hands there. And I, I could see I could see him turning into a Ryanair horse. But I, could, I don't think he'll be winning a Ryanair, but he'll probably turn up in it. Fair enough, mate. That, 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 that's a fair assessment. He is a lovely prospect, though, for next season. Imperial are well done to Kim Baylor and David Bass. And the final race on the uh, Tuesday was the new look National Hunt Chase. Now, obviously, over two furlongs shorter than it had been. Uh, strange race to watch. Strange race on paper as well. Uh, but Ravenhill saw the trip out best of all to come home ahead of the very brave Lord Dumini carefully selected, who somehow went on odds on, uh, ended up coming down in the home straight when when well, well, well held. Uh, how do you analyse this, mate? I guess, look, Ravenhill, he was in the national uh, and probably wasn't going to get in. You'd assume something like the Irish national would have been uh, in mind for him as well. What we've got, though, here are two horses who, who will come into consideration for the 2021 Grand National. Hello. Hello. Yeah, can can you not hear me? Jim. Hello. I can hear you. Oh, good. I can hear you now. Do you? Want, I, I I didn't. I, I heard you starting talking about the uh, four miler, but then it cut out. So I, I, I don't know if you introduced it or not. Yeah, I'll start from the start. Scratch. 
start from the last moment chase again. Yeah. Really? Yeah, ready to go. And the final race on the Tuesday was the new look National Hunt Chase. Smaller field than normal, shorter trip than normal, down to 3-6. But a result that wasn't too particularly unexpected. Two Forest Stayers getting there, first and second, Ravenhill, under very brave Lord Dumeny, carefully selected, who somehow went off odds on for this, uh, coming down late on when never looking likely to win the race. Jim, these are two horses who should probably have the 2021 Grand National on their agenda. Yeah, most definitely. And our worries about uh, carefully selected in this sort of came to light, didn't they? Um, he was never really going in the race, if I were being honest. Um, it's a race that you need stamina and we, we were unsure if if he had that and as well his jumping wasn't as good as most of them in this Lord of Mene and Ravenhill have jumped, travelled and stayed this trip very very well I'm going to say if this race wasn't on the first day I really won't care I love the National Chase but you're, think... a, you're a traditional staying chase man though aren't you well, I, I, I understand that sometimes, you know, well, we have to move with the times and we have, you know, there's no point. If, if the only reason for keeping something is tradition, then it's not a good reason. Tradition isn't a reason. But I like this race because it's the only one of its type of the year. There is no other marathon novice chase. Therefore, I do think it serves a purpose for a one-off. Uh, and I do think it gives horses, you know, like, like I said, like Ravenhill and Lord Dumeny, chances to, to show their absolute best and show what they're capable of and first first winner for Gordon Elliott of the meeting uh, I did some maths earlier if you backed every Mullins and Elliott horse each way at the festival you'd be I think it was £43.85 up to a £1 level stake which is insane that's still more than what I won all week it actually is isn't it yeah. it actually is Uh and he's done this really well. Carefully selected. We, like you said, so many worries about why he was in here. It was like trying to watch a monkey play the violin, Jim. Honestly. <laughs> it was, I, I really, I've got another question about this race. If this was to change from a grade two to a handicap, would that make it more interesting? Uh, you'd lose quality. I think we've had gold cup winners were in it in the past few years. You in know, the past few years, however, grand, grand national winners. We look at last year, Lebroy Discarama. They're not graded animals. They're they're handicappers. Uh, uh, Ravenel, Lord and Manil, are they graded animals? Mm, maybe not. What 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 would the benefit of turning it into handicap be? I think you'd. Well, I, I was just thinking of reasons to keep it. I, I, I don't have any positives into making it into a handicap. I just thought it'd make it more interesting, wouldn't it? I think you'd lose quality, though. Yeah. But I was there really any quality in it this year? That's the thing. But you can't... You, you, you're taking a reductionist viewpoint of it there, Jim. You're better off looking at... You know, if, if, if you only looked at it one year... It's like saying, well, we'll do away with the champion hurdle. 
But there wasn't because everyone was last year. Sorry, there wasn't that much quality last year. But we're saying that because of also, you know, Bal- you know, we don't know how good Bally Ward could have been. You know, this OK Corral has come out and you know and has proven himself to be a, a solid mid one fifties animal this year. Well, Borderline. Yes, and that's it. It's, 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 Jamie, he's still on mid one fifties horse. Not not every race has to be top 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 class, and this race serves a purpose in the calendar because of its uniqueness. I think. You know, if if you have a novice who is a bit of a boat, but also a, a good boat, this race is perfect for him. I'd, we don't know what these two are going to go on to achieve as well. Like I, I said, I, I don't think they are Native River, Tiger or quality animals. You know, I'm not saying that, but I think I think to take a viewpoint of the last two years hasn't been very good, so we need to overhaul the conditions of the race. I wouldn't be keen on that. Newtide won the total last time out, Jim. And I know yeah. And 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 that's and that's again the that's danger. That's a Brady race. Exactly, exactly, and that that was going to be my point. And you look at that and you say, well, a Grade Two winners finished sixth, so it must be a very good race. Yeah. You know, taking t- taking everything as it is on paper. Uh, is a dangerous thing to do in this game, I think. And I don't see any reason to make any further changes to it. I'm not sure how much of a difference the changes he did make have actually had an actually had uh, much of a bearing on the shape of this field anyway, if I'm honest. But I I, I enjoyed the race. It's uh, Ravenhill saw the trip out really well. I, I didn't end up backing anything. But I can't lie, I was cheering for Lord Dominique with how brave he was and what a season he's had for Richard Hobson, mate. Yeah, I have to agree. I bought Lord Dominique. Um, I, I, we're a bit each way scumbag. They were five to one around. He ended up eleven to two. But when I backed him, we were five. I, I thought I couldn't see him out of the first three. And coming round the back, just not not the home straight, but on the on the far side, I thought he's going better than anything here. He he should be in. It was a Jamie Cod masterclass that got his head in front, really. Um, he's just, he's absolute, he's superb uh, in in them races. He's a professional, isn't he, Jamie Cod? You have to say that. And he, him, having him on, him on board helps your horse seven pounds. What's going to happen with the bands? What's going to happen with the banner Jamie Cod got? Oh, for, yeah. That's interesting. Isn't it? Assault Zach Baker. <laughs> oh. um, that's something that we'll have to talk about we could make a podcast on it if, if anyone fancies listening to it <laughs> Cheltenham ban discussion Jesus Christ that's something we won't be doing because we'll all fall asleep within two minutes no one will fall asleep though Jim the first race on the Wednesday in my opinion the performance of the week from Apparently, apparently, people are pronouncing his name French now. I've, we've always called him Envoy Allen. All the countries. Envoy <laughs> Allen. Oh. Hosing up from easy work and the big getaway, the big breakaway, back and forth. I felt on paper this was the strongest novice hurdle of the meeting. And it absolutely delivered. And Jim, I, I said on Twitter after as well, I don't think there's any exaggeration that this could be the most exciting racehorse We've seen for 50 years. 
Well, that is a big statement to get, but I can tell you this for nothing. The biggest smile of my fit on my face after this one, I tell you that for absolutely nothing. After an absolute dismal punting Tuesday, having I, I didn't back out in the race because I thought NYRL and we're going to win. And but this didn't half give me a big buzz. Christ, him, him looming up. There was a moment of doubt in the back of my mind when he was turning in, thinking, "What's Davey Russell got?" And he he left him. He left him a lot to do, and he absolutely accelerated up that hill. It was some performance, and he got the biggest cheer of the festival, in my opinion, when he came into the parade ring. He was the Irish banker, and he came in to the parade ring as if he was a champion. What a performance this is, and the sky's the limit with him, isn't it? Um, he's, done, he, he's done absolutely nothing wrong in his career, and... I, I'm I'm slowly joining your Envoir Allen camp because you've you've spotted him from a long further time than me and been a massive fan of him. Um, but four hundred thousand is well paid for. Uh, he, his breeding is very very weird, isn't it? He's related to cross country chase winners and he's, he's mental. He, he could he could stay three miles. There was question, people questioning him staying two mile five in this. Absolute piece of cake. Three miles, roll him on next season. Go for the uh, Marsh next season and then go and win the Gold Cup the year after. Simple as that. I agree, mate. Part of the reason... I, 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 like, I like you giving me credit for uh, apparently scouting him violent early doors. He did go off 9-4 to four on for his debut, so I can't <laughs> take much credit of that. But uh, I'll tell you something, Malone Road must be... Sp- pretty pretty special to say that at one stage Malone Road was thought of by Gordon Elliott and Chiefly Park to be better than M.Y.R. Allen yeah hopefully he, he we can see him out uh, next season when hopefully he he's fully recovered from his injury but just where is the floor in this horse's game mate there that's what it is I, I, I think he'd have won the spud race if he ran in it I'm less convinced that he'd have won the Supreme, but I think he'd have been bang there. I think he would have won the Supreme. I'd, in my opinion, I'd be more worried if he in the Albert Bartlett. Because, and I know he's raced more than other animals in, in the divisions of novices, but I just feel like that race it pinpoints on stamina and he's not necessarily... I know he, I think he will stay three miles and he has got stamina. I think that race can be a bit rougher, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I, I understand that, but I, I just think I just think the class the class would have seen him home. It's it's the way he travels, mate. It's almost as if it's almost as if he's laughing at him. Yeah. He's just That's looking alongside, yeah. Yeah. It's so supreme confidence from Davey Russell. When, when everything else is given everything they've got, it is just like the fact that he knows on violin has has another ten percent up his sleeve. And like I said on on earlier podcasts about, I don't think this is ever going to be a horse who is going to win by an absolute streak. I don't think it's a ridiculous turn of foot he has. I don't think there's one thing you can pinpoint on Envile and that just makes him so good. It's the sum of the parts. He's just such a complete package of a racehorse. Like you've said, this is going to be an animal who should be at his best in two years when he's jumping a fence over three miles. 
which yeah. makes how good he is now even more ridiculous. It does. It's mental. Um, he's a serious, serious beast. Monster. An absolute monster and by far, in my opinion, the most. Well, I say I'm more excited about this horse than I am about anything I have ever seen in my decade of watching racing. I think this horse could be, you know, I said the best in a very long time. Although, Jim, it is worth noting that on a form line uh, through the big breakaway and Papa Tango Charlie, he does have seven lengths to make up on clean. Oh, I, I was waiting for that. I was, oh, get lost. Get in the bin. Seven lengths. Clint would have won the Ballymore. Because we, we know exactly that's how horse racing works, Jim. It all works lit, so literally through lengths. I, I, I'd be rich lengths. If, if, if that worked by four lengths. Ha! Uh, easy work, combing second. I was disappointed with him at, uh, at the Dublin Racing Festival. I didn't like that they went down in trip with him. Found it a strange decision. Uh back up to two and a half where he looked like he could be a proper weapon at Limerick and that paid dividends to complete a one-two from Elliot. He's a nice horse. And the big getaway and the big breakaway are both big gangly things and will surely be better when they see a fence. Promise from them both. Yeah, I agree. Um, the big breakaway ran with a lot of credit, uh, if, if I'm being honest. Um, Tizard's horses haven't run well, as, as I've mentioned. And... He was still a very young, inexperienced horse. And for him to finish fourth in this race, all a bit, he was beaten a long way. That was a very, very good performance, in my opinion. And if we were to look at Aintree, which we can't anymore, I'd, 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 I'd really, really liked him to go to go on and progress a bit more because he's got a serious, serious engine. Yeah, and the big getaway, Jim, to be fair, at one stage, I thought he looked to have, not in violent, in trouble... But at one stage, I definitely thought there's a race on here. It was yeah. really good from a horse who still is, doesn't look anywhere near like the finished article. Yeah, he's not. He's quite clearly not the complete package yet. Um, and yeah, I completely agree. Uh, it'll be a chaser, won't he? He's a he's a, he is massive, absolutely massive. Yeah, he is, and he should be at his best when he sees a fence. Strong race this, mate. Really, really enjoyed it. Arguably the race of the meeting, in my opinion. Definitely the performance of the meeting for me. Yeah, I think I, I, I'd agree. And we'll we'll move on from the highest point of my Cheltenham Festival to possibly the lowest point of the Cheltenham Festival. Oh, we doubted him. They all doubted him. Champ, getting up in the most dramatic finish of the meeting after doing so much wrong during the race to beat Manella Rindo and Alaho. This was the best finish of the meeting, mate. I know you were on the wrong side of it, but just what a, what a spectacle and what a performance from the winner. The boy has some engine. I've watched this race twice, once in person and once, now, uh, and once on Twitter. So this is going to be the third time I've watched this race. It's going to be tough viewing. I can't... I, 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 oh. I don't really want to speak about it, if I'm being honest. Is it is is that what's happening? Is 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 Jim Watson, horse racing pundit, refusing to talk about a, a race because he's back to loser? 
We won't, we won't have a podcast if you did that, Jim, considering how, how many losers you backed at Cheltenham. That one hurt. That hurt. That was that, that cut deep. Uh, actually talk properly. Well, champ jumping second last, you'd think. Barry's not gone for everything, but you think he's going to have to seriously catch up with them lot. Um, Manila Indoor's not jumped the last very well at all. Alahor's plodding on, but we all knew that Manila Indoor were going to get the better of Alahor. And then they just stopped in the last 100 yards. Manila Indoor's gone for a bit of a walk. Champs accelerated past through them. And then Manila Indoor's just kicked in another gear again and ran on, um, almost looking like idling. There were 10, she, Champ were 10 left behind. Jumped like a snooker table once again, but he is a serious, serious animal and uh, as much as I've been quick to slag him off this was a very, very good performance and even though it's devastating that Manila Indoor got beat oh. any more credit you want me to talk about? Anything else you want me to say? Lewis, you were right once again anything else? No, I, I, I wasn't. I, I wasn't doing that in a goaty way, Jimmy. Just you know, it's, it's one of the biggest races at the Cheltenham Festival. We were the best finish, <laughs> and we were getting pure silence. Uh, again, I don't think. I don't think Champ take jumping his snooker table. Oh, I do. He's not jumped well at all. He's stuttery. He's stu- No, he's not novice. He doesn't take. He doesn't take them out. But he is just. He slows into him. He will not win a Cheltenham Gold Cup jumping like that. Did you see the way he came up the hill? I don't care. He won't. He, he won't be needing to run up the hill because he'd have fallen halfway around already. He never once looked like falling. I'm sorry. I, I don't think. I don't think that's that's the floor in his jumping. The floor in his jumping is that he slows into him and he's not quick away from him. That's where he loses his half lengths. He's not taking bits out of the top. I can I, I can I, pick holes in each each and every one of his jumps, and if I can do that. That's not a good sign. No, again, you're being biased here. You're being biased. You're, you're, what are you doing? I never once felt thought Barry Gerrity did well to stay on board. Oh, I did it third last. I thought third last he did. Mm, I, I, I think you're being harsh. I think you're being harsh. I don't think Champ is... I think Champ's jumping is a weakness rather than a strength. But I think it's, in, it's, in a, it's a weakness in terms of almost how he gets from one side of a fence to the other, as opposed to the fact that he might not get from one side to another. I think he's slow in the air and he doesn't get away from his fences quickly enough. Yeah, you could you could say that, but very, very good performance from Champ. It showed the engine that he's always had. He's been touted as it well, you don't get given the name Champ in, in the colours of JP McManus without not being any bit good. Uh, and He's, he's shown it. Um, he's he's motored up that hill. Uh, sickener. Just a sickener, in my opinion, just for the Manila Indoor Camp. If he'd just bring the last that, that just bit better, got a bit of momentum, race would have been done. And he hasn't. And jumping's the name of the game. And I'm slagging off a horse who can't jump and saying that if a horse that I thought could jump, jumped the last better than he would have won so you're probably thinking what, what's he talking about um, but them front three are, are exceptional they're all very good animals uh, battle over Doyen 
when he's in the four mile and shut off. <laughs> I'm joking. So as good um, as he is. He's, he's, yeah, you've hit the nail right on the end there. He, that's as good as he is. They ran Copperhead in the wrong race. Uh, other than that, I don't, that's it really from me. I mean, I'll, I'll let you talk about Manila Indoor a bit next. Uh, well, see, seeing him next season, Jim, do you think he's capable of vying for top grade one on his over fences? How far below the likes of, you know, gel to work in Ireland or say album photo, even though we don't see him particularly much, how far below that level do you think he is? I don't say that that far below. I, I'd start him in the Lexus, well, what used to be the Lexus, it's the Christmas now. Um, I'd start him in that. Uh, then go Dublin Racing Festival, Irish Gold Cup, and then go Gold Cup. I, I, I think he could be winning one of them. Uh, which one, I don't know. But he won't be winning the Gold Cup because lost in translation will win it. And Alaho, Jim, right decision to come here, do you think it was? Oh, most definitely. Um, we know that he's been beaten by Manila Indoor, but he has beaten Manila Indoor as well early on in the career. But this race certainly him more. For the sake of two lengths, I think he would have just been outpaced in the marsh, if I'm being honest, because that was some race, the marsh. We'll talk about that on another podcast. However, but Willie Mullins had enough in that race, didn't he? So he knew... He knew what he had, and I love how I was running the right race, in my opinion. And you, I think you agree with me. Uh, yeah, yeah, just about, just about. I could, I could see why, why people would have felt the marsh was a better option, and I can, I can see why he might have a campaign over, similar enough to the sort of one that Real Steel and Chris's dream have had this season, where it, where it might primarily be mixing and matching between two and a half and three. Uh, next next year, I I do think Champ is a such a solid Gold Cup contender next season, mate. Though, yeah, no horse comes up the hill, no horse will come up the hill at the speed he will, and I think the extra two furlongs will actually suit. So no people have thought you know thought he was more of a marsh horse than an RSA horse. Champ's main quality is his strength at the finish. And the longer the longer you can get him over the last, and the more time, to be fair, he's got to wind up and wind up and wind up, and then let go. That's where his strength lies. And I'm not saying I would back him for the Gold Cup at this stage, but look, he has to be on the shortlist for me. Has to yeah. be on the shortlist. Yeah. And to me, that that was the finish of the meeting. It was my champ was my biggest bet of the meeting as well. Uh, so I was I was very happy and, and it, it, it it was it was fair crack one it Jimmy and you have had have been in the same camps all season, uh, and I was in fact writing a tweet just to congratulate you as Milano Indoor jumped the last uh, and it got backspaced and backspaced very quickly. Uh, but yeah, cracking performance from the two horses. I I do just think Champ though, even as flawed as he is, is better than Manila Indoor. Uh, and, and that's the way, fortunately, the RSA panned out. Uh, another winner in the green and gold next end in the Coral Cup. And again, the obvious one was the obvious one. The favourite, Dam de Company, with the vital £2 allowance, staying on well from Black Tears in second. Those days are gone third. Tracking smart in fourth. Uh, Jim, this, 
this was a horse who was well supported in the lead up to the race. If very good reason for it as well, the case was obvious, and in in the end, she's done it quite assertively. Yeah, yeah. Um, the horse that divided opinion really, um, as we know, JP and Mickey Anderson appealed the ruling of being put up two pound for beating Indefatigable at the meeting in January. Um, we we saw that through collateral form that was seemed to be unfair, and I think. If I'm being brutally honest, if she'd have been £2 higher, that wouldn't have stopped her here. Uh, she's travelled beautifully into the race, given a perfect ride by Barry Geraghty. Now, I'm going to just put a point out there. I've been very quick to slag off Barry Geraghty in recent recent years. However, this Cheltenham week, he rode absolute perfection on every horse. It was, And how he didn't win the jockey's title of Cheltenham, I do not know. Because going into that last day, I bet he was thinking, that's me home and host. But he rode down the company to perfection in this. If typical Barry Geraghty in a big field handicap just gets them to about fourth or fifth coming around the bend, and then he lets them go. Absolute beautiful ride for me all week. And I, I just have to put that out there, because I am his biggest fan. But he, he rode very, very well this week. Um, Black Tears has run a good race. Don't, there wasn't there wasn't a lot in this really that sort of caught my eye if I was being honest um, Canardier was in the process of running a very nice race when falling at the last don't think he would have found enough to be beating down the company or, or being close to Black Tears it's, it's an absolute puzzle the Coral Cup and this time the puzzle was right in front of you uh, and that was down the company yeah Done that really well. Again, Jim, do you think this could be a horse who we, we might be seeing more likely in, in something like the Mayor's race next season rather than in another handicap? Clearly well ahead of a mark. Even I mean, she'd have been well ahead of a mark of one four two. to be fair, I think, mate. I think she's done this with a little bit more in hand uh, than the winning distance has suggested. Yeah, I'd, I'd see her going that way. Um, you'd certainly think so. She was fifth in the Greatwood, wasn't she? Um and she's still lightly raced, 10 runs, and six of them have been in England, so under rules. So, yeah, certainly exciting. Uh, anything else you want to mention from the Coral Cup, Jim? I was quite happy. I got some place money back for Backerson, even though I got him at 16s and he went off 33s. I was gutted with that. That's mental. Uh, I didn't know that. I was too busy yeah, crying big... in the Guinness Village over Manila Rindo. Yeah. Uh, he he ran all right. Uh, apart from that, not loads. Cracking Smarts ran well at the uh, sorry Black Tears has ran well at the festival two years in a row. Cracking Smart after looking like blow by blow 2.0 earlier in the season has somehow won a Grade Two and then finished fourth in a big competitive Cheltenham Festival handicap. I don't know what Gordon Elliott's done with him, but whatever it is, it has worked because I thought that was a horse who was absolutely gone at the game. Uh, back in October, November time. And Charles Burns, as old as days are gone, the plot job came up at, came up in Ireland the time before and he's backed it up again, really, off, off a much higher mark, so well done to them. Uh, really enjoyable race. I love the Coral Cup and I think we've seen a winner who I would expect to be winning other good races soon enough. Yeah, I echo everything that you just said. And now, Jim, we move on to 
the race of the week, the race of the week until it wasn't, Altio, <laughs> out on Tuesday morning. Chacun Poissoir, out on Wednesday morning. So surely, surely it was a penalty kick for Def Eaters, oh no, wait, Politolog. What a performance, what a performance from the grand old grey. Uh, deserved something like this, absolutely dominant in the champion chase. Your boy Dynamite Dollar second, Bun Doran, third in the champion chase. We love to see that. Definitely soy. So disappointing in fourth, and then so Royal never went a yard in fifth. How do we analyse this, mate? I really don't know, but it was such a great race to watch. I tell you what, if you had definitely decided in multiples and he let you down, you'd be absolutely sick to death, wouldn't you? Um, I'm so glad that wasn't me. Um, he, I love Politolog. I've come to this conclusion. I was proper cheering. Even though I backed down my dollars each way, I just got my place money back, luckily. Um I was proper cheering up. He was a that was some sight to see. Give Harry Skelton a right thrill, I bet you. Made made all, jumped perfectly, didn't miss a single beat at all. He was clear and unchallenged on the running. Absolutely smashing performance. For a horse that has not necessarily got the credit he has deserved in recent years. However, his performance in the, this race last year behind Altior was one of his best, finishing second. All of it, he was thrashed by a minute entry. But then, but then, if you, if you look at his fifth at uh, Sandown behind uh, Deffy Desai in the Tingle Creek, he was slightly disappointed. But he didn't get the run of his race. He, he, he does like to be quite prominent in his races. And he was, there was some serious speed on that within, well, there wasn't serious speed, but and so on. The, the race sort of turned up not how he would have wanted it. And he's been able to dictate in this and he's jumped them absolutely silly. Deffy Desai obviously wasn't right from the beginning. I sort of could tell that. Just never really travelling, never really jumping. Uh, it was, wasn't was really a good festival for Philip Hobbs. His horses didn't really run too well. But the one-two for Paul Nichols uh, was perfect. You've got to feel a bit for Harry Cobden as well. Uh, he had the choice of riding the two. And he's just picked out on the wrong one. You've got to feel for him, but great for Harry Skelton, who got the leg up due to his partnership with John Ailes and Myra Barry, who ran in the half on the first day. So, yeah, great performance. Love the Politolog. Pilot- uh, and I hope that's not the not the peak for him, because I hope there's a lot more good races in for him to be going winning. Yeah, I mean... It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant story. Politolog is such a well-liked horse, and this this has been the best effort of his career, Jim. Even without this being in the championships, he's jumped everything else into submission, an absolutely inch-perfect round uh, under Harry Skelton. But it is it is one of the ones where it's just how much how much salt do we pinch this with? Because he's beaten. Really, only two other rivals who ran the race. Steffi Desai, clearly not right, nor so Royal. Uh, I guess Dynamite Dolls and Bundoran both ran well as well. I think 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 Dynamite Dolls would have been a hell of a lot closer if he'd have jumped the third last better. I do think that. Yeah. 
But I, 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 t- I take that as both of them running to form. And I guess that Politologue's, that Politologue's very best, which, to be fair, he probably had been slightly below this season. Ran well in the Schler chase when giving uh, Deffy weight. Not quite so good in the Tingle Creek, but back, back to his best. And th- this is probably peak performance Politologue, and he's got exactly what he's deserved from it. Yeah, he has. Dead on. Peak. Peak performance for Little Log, and he's been made for this race. He's been kept fresh since that race, and yeah, I'm just just glad, just glad he's finally won a big one because he, he's deserved it for a while. You'd be so gutted if you were Willie Mullins or Nicky Henderson, though, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would be, wouldn't you? Because that, not... that said that Rich Richie said on Look on Sunday that was his biggest disappointment of the week. He said, on all my runners that ran. I wasn't. I was happy with Benny De Gier, but if if Chacon Porsoir had turned up, he said that he did absolutely blitzed him. It's a nightmare, especially knowing with the hindsight that Deffy De Soy uh, was below himself. Look, we, you you can only beat what's what's in front of you though. On Politolog, beat what in front, beat what was put in front of him convincingly, and he's gonna go into the new season as the champion chaser. So well done to him. Really, really likeable, Gray. Uh, as we move away from that into the Glen Farkless cross-country chase, this was the most sick I was during the festival, Jim. This yeah. was the most sick I was because I allowed myself to be talked out of back in Easy's land. <laughs> we were quick to slag Plugano off, weren't we? But we all soon had egg on our faces when he rolled them silly. On that track, um, I enjoyed this race. Tiger Roll didn't look ready in the parade ring, if I were being honest. It was clear that the target were going to be Aintree. Um, he's he's run well. The atmosphere after Tiger Roll got beat was like someone had just popped a balloon. It was flat, um, especially after Deffy getting beat. Uh, to add to the odds-on shots that got beat, it was just flat. Um, a really, really enjoyable race to watch. I love watching the cross-country. It's one of my favourite races. I've come to this conclusion now after, after going this year and watching the race in person. I really, really enjoy it. Um, I was down at the last hurdle watching Easyland extend away. He was given an excellent ride. Cut every corner. Did everything right. And, yeah, I can't I can't fault him. Um, do you want to know, by this stage, after... I was playing around with my winnings off Dynamite Dollars each way, Lou. I was with one of my good friends, Sam. So I backed out Sam each way. <laughs> 33s. And that was my fun in the race. Out Sam and Ergan de Gregan were my two players. And luckily out Sam somehow plodded on, plodded on for third. He was last most of the way. And then I looked up jumping the last and he was he was just there. He was flying up, which I thought was mental. So I, I enjoyed this race. Yeah, I Easy's Land was brilliant, and oh, I'm, I I I was just gutted watching it. I was utterly gutted because I'd, I'd said on the preview, you know, my my initial thought on the race was I'd, I'd decide with Easy's Land, and the more I talked I talked about it, and the more I was listening to people, I was telling me I was wrong. And sometimes I should just learn. This is the second time in a year. 
I've had my mind changed and I've been fuming at it. I was saying we've lost in translation and Deffy last year. That was entirely our fault. Convincing me that lost in translation was going to beat Deffy Desai. Uh, even though the week before I was all over Deffy. And I've done the same again. And look, this, <laughs> we could see a horse absolutely dominate this for years now. He's, he's got... He's in the betting for the Gold Cup next season, Jim. But surely the route David Cotan will take will just win this for the next five years. Yeah, he's only six, isn't he? That's me. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he could be winning this. You see 13-year-olds running this. He could be running it for the next five, six years if this race stays on. Um, absolute superstar. Um, he's not He's not a massive horse, if I'm being honest. He's tiny, but he's nimble around that track. And very, very impressive. And... Growing up, Cotton, David Cotton was always the jockey to beat in French racing. And he's looking like a serious force over, over fences as a trainer. Yeah, and before we leave this, Jimmy, is that the last time we see Mike Rabite on a race course? Oh, no. I thought he ran me credit, if I'm being honest. If he's still enjoying it, why not? And he got, as they were coming in, right, I was stood on the on shoot path. And he got the biggest round of applause of any horse that walks up that shoe, bigger than Easy Land. Um, he, he's been grand, and he might bite. He will ever be forever in our hearts with his performance uh, when deciding to turn around at the Guinness Village and motoring on at the finish to narrowly deny Whisper uh, in the RSA. That that that's easily a festival highlight forever. Um, and yeah, I won't be that too fussed about him. Uh, in this, if he wants to keep running, keep him in. Just send him on to chase him. Do whatever you want with him. If he's still enjoying the game, keep him going. That's an absolute uh, heel face turn from Jim compared to last season, where he said about one for half after he fell, after he bought the unseated after three flights on his reappearance. I'll just retire him. Just retire him. And I'll might by exploding around the back of cross country races. Ah, no, let's just keep going. Be a laugh. I quite it's not that I don't like one for Arthur. I just, I, I have a little soft spot for Mike Bite, I have to say. You want to see him running as, as often as he can? Yeah, as, as a man who has a very, very hard shell, I do have a little gooey centre for <laughs> Mike Bite. What are we calling him? Jim's a Turkish delight. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. And, and as much as he's probably cost me fortunes in years backing him, especially. I I just needed him to win the gold cup for a big price, fourfold up. That that could have easily retired me at the age of 17, 18. Um, I, I do I do love him. I, I love him absolute to pieces. We'll move away from that then to another winner in the green and gold, the Fred Winter Aramax. Interesting market for this race. Aramax was 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 a, you know the market leader for weeks and weeks. Uh, Ahead of ahead of it, ended up drifting slightly on the day. Black Hole and Palladium went off joint favourites after money came for the both of them. But in reality, Jim, the drift wasn't justified. He's done this really well. Yeah, he has. Um, it's not a race I'm a, exactly a massive fan of. You know, like when we were saying if they were to get rid of certain races, I wouldn't be surprised if they got rid of this. I'm just going to start with this because. In recent years, you've seen the triumph be well. In the past twenty years, twenty years ago, you saw the triumph being big twenty-four runner race, scrappy, horrible race to run in. They've sort of diluted it now. 
and they've got the Fred Winter, which I have been a fan of in recent years, but this isn't exactly give it any other reason. Aramax, he was he had decent form going into this, didn't he? Um, he'd done he'd done what he needed to do. Um, he, he won impressively in a novice hurdle, beating recent revelations, um, and he was third behind. Wolf Prince, who had been running very well previous to that and missed the festival, sadly, due to uh, injuries. He, he was second in the grade one at Leopardstown. So his form collaterally was strong. Um, the weight was generous and Mark Walsh gave him a very, very good ride and he stayed on strongly in the end. Um, not a lot really more to add. There, was, there wasn't a lot that caught my eye. Knight Edition's a horse that I underestimated in this and I really shouldn't because I was impressed by what he did at Ludlow last time in that maiden hurdle. I know he didn't beat a lot, but it was just the way he went through the race. He was on the bridle. Uh, Tom Scudamore didn't ask him to do a lot at all. And I was just really, really impressed. Um, and, he, and he was second to Galahad Quest, who who was thought of as being a gold cup horse. But if you're finishing 14 in a Fred Winter, you're not going to be exactly winning races anytime soon, such as the gold cup. So, yeah, a good race, but... I don't have a strong opinion on anything in this. Um, my fancy Tronador was uh, held up in rear, made plenty of mistakes, brought wide coming around the bend and just didn't have the acceleration kick on. I still think Tronador's mark's fairly generous. I did have to drop him a few pounds uh, for that ninth, if I'm being honest. And I think there's a nice, there'd be a nice juvenile or even a nice handicap in him somewhere along the lines, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a fair point, Jim. He is, he is a very, very nice type. Uh, I, I don't think that this... Well, to be fair, I was going to say I don't think that this, on paper, was a vintage renewal of the Albert Bartlett. You know, sometimes when it's, you know, sanctuary... Vintage renewal sound. of the Albert Bartlett? Have you got the right Sorry, Fred, Fred Winter. Sorry, it's, it's been a long boodles. day. The Boodles. It's the Boodles. Come on, Lee. It's definitely not the Boodles. Definitely not. Although I was thinking about that before, how fuming must Ladbrokes be that after about two months, everyone's just accepted it as a marsh. And the Hennessy's been the Ladbrokes trophy for about five years now, and it's still the Hennessy to everyone. <laughs> if you were Ladbrokes marketing department, you'd be fuming. You'd be on the phone to Marsh going, what do you lot have that we don't? Bless them. <laughs> don't feel sorry for him. Uh, no, but like, like I said, like, horses like Sanctuary, Diego de Chami, of, you know, turned out to be very good winners. This Aramax has done this well off a big weight. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how high up the ladder he can climb yeah. as we move on to the final uh, race we'll discuss on this episode of the day one and two review. It is the Weatherby's champion bumper and the head case that is Fernie Hollow. Lot of engine, not much brain, but he's put it together here. Really, really well from Appreciate It, who looked like an absolute certainty round him for home. Queen's Buck back in third. Uh, Jim, I think the form stacks up. Fernie Hall's a horse with a big reputation. I say he's slightly a wayward nature on his first couple of starts, got in the way, but he's always been a horse with an immense amount of natural talent. And when it all drops right for him and he behaves himself, he's a bloody good animal. And this is a really nice prospect. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, last time, last time out at Fairy House, I was thinking 
he could he could easily get beat here, and and he wasn't as I'm gonna say he he wasn't as stupid as what he was at Fairy House. Um, this is gonna sound yeah, this is gonna sound silly, but I think he's just a bit stupid. Um, but I I tell you this that Paul Townsend Townsend's ride on this was one of the best rides of the festival, and after being beaten by Benny the Jew on Benny the Judge on the Tuesday, to come back and give this horse this ride was absolutely phenomenal. Um, he's he's massive, Fernie Hollow. Uh, he's just green and gangly. Um, he's, he's mortared up that hill in the end. I really didn't fancy him at all. He's drifted like a barge on the day as well. We're about 11 to 2, 6 to 1 in the morning. He's gone off as big as 11s. Um, and he's, he's decisively won. Um, appreciate that's another one. Appreciate it. Sorry, is another one that's absolutely massive. He's a giant. Um, he'll certainly be a chaser to look out for in, in future years. This is a very, very good race, I think. Um, there's a lot of good form in it, and I think the first three all could be pretty, pretty good if I'm being honest. Um, if you look at Queensbrook's bumper win last time out. Absolutely blitzed him, and he's not been too far away from. Uh, she's not been too far away from two very very nice animals. Other than that, third time look, he's run well for the skeletons. Ocean window eye tipped up on here. Want to keep your eye on in a couple of weeks' time. He's run very well as well. And Adam's selection, the glancing queen, was given a strange sort of wide uh, ride and kept very wide throughout the race. And she's run with credit. Um, other than that, not a lot more to say. Yeah, fair enough, mate. You, I'd expect you to appreciate it over further next season, maybe a bit more like a Time Hill campaign. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Whereas Fernie Hollow would probably be Supreme or Ballymore. Yeah, I'd probably say Ballymore with Fernie Hollow. You can see why he's a strong traveller, though, isn't he? He's, he's certainly quite quick. Yeah, he is. He does have a bit of speed about him. It's just, like you said, when you press the button, it's not exactly instant, but it'll get going for you. Yeah, that's a very, very fair assessment, Jim. Uh, horses to take out of the first two days, mate. Uh, for me, the, the one under the radar, like you mentioned earlier, is Watmore, who back up to three miles, probably even three two. If you get into a Hennessy, I don't know whether he would or whether he'd be good enough, but maybe it, like that sort of trip, an extended three two. Uh Galloping track, I think that would seem to really, really good effect. Uh, he'd be the one to take out of the first few days for me. Is there anything for you, mate? Uh, I think Trondador has got a nice race in him somewhere, and Canardier was in the process of running a nice race when falling. So they'd probably be my two, but I've already mentioned them. So Not a problem there, pal. Uh, we'll wrap up for our day one and two preview. Uh, we will get day three and four out uh, when we kind of say everything's a little bit up in the air but we do want to keep keep producing content to keep people entertained without racing uh obviously it's gonna take some sort of uh, a little bit of a different form but we'll, we'll see what we can manage there will be a day three and four preview out uh, in the next couple of days or week or so uh, and thanks to everyone for tuning into turf talk thanks to all the positive comments as well all the feedback me and jim have got over the past season it does absolutely mean the world like i say even though I haven't tipped a winner. <laughs> no, no. 
not a single one. But we, it's it's changed our lives. You know, I've I've been being able to work work around the Cheltenham Festival is mad. Uh, so it's it's quality for me and uh, absolutely enjoying it, absolutely loving it. And I say it does mean the absolute world. I'm waffling now. I'll leave you there. Uh, we'll see you all again very soon. Thanks for listening. See you later. Watch your round. Ha <laughs> ha.